With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the BBM Global Network with 25 years in broadcast audio and video production. Our passionate team creates content and marketing for the world of Internet talk radio. If you've got a passion, come join us at BBMGlobalNetwork.com. The BBM Global Network. Your voice is now heard. This is Living Without Lies with your host, Donna Warren. You're not alone if you've been the victim of abuse, drug usage, or rape. Living Without Lies is here to help. Listen as Donna Warren assists women across the country break the cycle and help create a new life. So now, please welcome the host of Living Without Lies, Donna Warren. Hi, folks. How are you? Welcome to the Living Without Lies program today. I'm your host, Donna Warren. We're coming to you from uh, BBM Global Network, iHeartRadio, and TuneIn Radio. Now, our show, for those of you who have been listening for a while, you know what we're about, Those you, if anyone is new. Our show is uh, based on the, the teachings of the Living Without Lies Foundation, which I'm the you know, the, uh, the co-founder of it. And the whole purpose of that foundation is to help us make our lives better. Because one of the things that you, in order to have a successful life, you need to live by whatever your true beliefs are. And the only way you can do that is to look at them in great detail and see what they are. Because the fact of the matter is from the time we're born, our society, you know, dictates what we believe our family dictates it our religion dictates it the part of the country we live in the part of the world we live in uh the cultures we're raised in all of these dictate what we believe what we're told is true about life and then to add you know insult to injury we have novels books that tell us different things we have music that tells us stuff we have movies we have television you know, we have new newspapers, we have all kinds of stuff out there and people telling us what we should believe, what we should do, how we should live, what they believe the truth to be. And in, as we see in our political arena today, if you disagree with they think the truth is, you know, that latest shooter was shooting people because they didn't believe what the ultra left believes. And this is a, this is a thing. So it's very difficult for us to find out what we truly believe and because we have to look at all these other beliefs see what they are see if they make any sense at all 
a lot of the things we're taught as children to believe don't make any sense when we become adults. And when you add to the fact that the world is changing and the world is different and our coping skills and belief system is going to change based on the changes in our society. And it makes it very difficult for under people to know what to believe. And if and the fact of the matter is, if you ever feel like you're not good enough, you're not smart enough, you're not anything enough, if you ever think that you're basically bad, worthless, useless, you know, evil, etc., if you feel any of those things at any time, something's wrong with your belief system. You have something wrong with your belief system. Because if you're evil and you know you're evil, uh, sociopaths don't worry about whether they're good or evil. They only care about what matters to them. You know, and if you feel any of those feelings, then you've got problems in your belief system, and this is something you need to work on and, and find out. I had to do it to get myself straight. I know a lot of other people that have done it to get themselves clean, you know, to get clean and sober. And you have to do it for all kinds of reasons. You know, uh, when you're doing something physically harmful to yourself that's addictive, it's a little easier to look at these things because it becomes a matter of survival at some point. So anyway, this is what we're going to be talking more about why beliefs are important, some examples of different beliefs that cause problems, what we can do about some of them. Uh, what do you think, Dee? Well, I, I totally agree with you. Uh, um, we, we start forming our ideas about the world from, uh, well, really, even when we're, we're in the womb, uh, the... Uh, the, the, you can you're able to hear uh you know pretty early uh in the womb and uh and and you you can tell by how parents are speaking and and the things that you're particularly your mom is feeling uh you get a lot of ideas about uh about the world and uh and particularly as you're getting older uh in the womb uh, even before you get out, you can have you can sense, you know, how how they feel about you in particular. I mean, so our we start forming those beliefs very very early, and um, and so by the time you're seven, uh, that's you, you pretty much have decided who you are and and how life works, and um, uh, most of it's wrong. And it colors our whole life. And what she said is so true. Most of what we've learned is wrong. Or if not wrong, it, it's not a part of our true belief. It's not part of our true belief and what should be done. And that should and could and all that is a big problem. The thing is, what do you believe? Do you believe that you're a good person? I would think at some point most people do after a certain age. You, know, you have to understand as children uh, under the age of five, we're a totally 100% selfish and self-centered. We teach our children to be less selfish. But, uh, you know, at that age, they're totally selfish. They want what they want, when they want it, the way they want it, how they want it, and they don't care what anybody else wants. You know, and we that is part of raising them is to teach them not to be that way, not to be totally that way. 
And most people do a very good job of teaching their children that. But you got to ask yourself serious questions. Let me ask you a question. If you've ever... If you've ever not tried to do something because you were afraid you would fail, that you wouldn't be able to do it good, and you didn't want anyone to think you were a failure, you have a problem with the belief system. There's a problem with your belief. The fact that you can't do something and you fail to do it doesn't make you a failure. It means you don't have, you know, it means your abilities in that area aren't too hot. It's depending on what it is, if... It may be something you can learn to do and do well, but it could be something that you need a basic native ability to do, a talent as it were, and if you don't have the talent, you're never going to be good at it. It's that simple. If you're, uh, if you, if you're trying to be a professional singer and uh, it sounds like somebody's running, your singing sounds like somebody running their nails along on a chalkboard, uh, you know what? I don't think you're going to be a good singer because you don't have the native ability to do it. You can make noises, but you don't have the true ability for that talent. And if you do continue to try it, you're going to fail at it. But the thing, does that matter? You know, isn't isn't failure how we learn what we're good at? You know, there are things. <clears throat> I know there are things out there that I don't like to do. And I will avoid them in every way I possibly can because I don't want to do it. But there are other things out there that a lot of us are afraid to even try for fear that we'll fail. And, of course, we there's this belief in our society that if you fail at anything, you are a failure. And that's a serious problem, and it causes lots and lots of people. Now, Dee, I know you've had experience with this. Okay, we're getting going to be going. Let's go to our commercial now since we're getting ready to go to one, and then I'll let Dee answer what I was just going to ask her. So, folks, if you want to talk to us, give us a holler at 866-451-1451. Text me at 732-995-3969. Leave a message on the uh, blog on the website. And uh, we'll be back in a few. Essential Nutrients, LLC, is the brainchild of entrepreneur Barbara Burns. Inspired by a desire to help others, Barbara worked with a team of scientists to develop unique nutritional liquid supplements with the goal to improve the quality of your life. Glucosamine, zinc, and calcium are essential to well-being, and this is the focus of Essential Nutrients, LLC. Whether you're a professional athlete, weekend warrior, student, business owner, or homemaker, Essential Nutrients offers products for everyone, including the family pet. And they're easy to take, no pills. Health requires commitment, exercise, a good diet, proper supplementation, and action. So take action today and get your supply of essential liquid nutrients by visiting www.essential-liquids.com. Don't put off your health any longer. Take essential products today and start to measure the difference. Hello, I'm Steve Fagan, and I'm president and CEO of Fagan Associates, but I'm also a life coach. I'm here to help you reach your dreams, goals, and objectives. As a life coach, it's my job to be your support, to be your teammate, to help you understand what is your dream, what is your life passion, and then together, we work as that team to help you reach your specific goals. Life is worth living the best you can be. 
Working with a life coach, you're fulfilling those dreams and goals is your passion and it's your way of living. Let me help you do that today. Let me help you really reach the best that you can be as a person and live the life you should be living. I'm Steve Fagan. I'm a life coach and I'm here for you. Contact Steve Fagan at FaganAssociatesInc.com or call 1-800-239-2701. And I'll be glad to help you move forward to live the life of success. Reach your dreams, your goals, your objectives. We can do it together. Welcome back, folks. Before the break, uh, I was talking about the idea of if you fail at something, you being a failure. Now, Dee, I know you've had a lot of experience with that particular feeling. Would you like to tell us about it? Well, yeah. Uh, I know that uh, as a child um, that I did believe that if I failed at something, that it meant that I was a failure or if um, I made a mistake, I, that I, it made me a mistake. And uh, and I think in many ways, you know, it has um, caused me at different times to, you know, be afraid to try something new, something different. Uh, I, I did, I, I, as I look back, even on the parts of my life that I remembered, uh, I had lots of, of successes. And But I think uh, one of the things that happens, too, is that um, when you've been programmed to believe that you're uh, a failure, that lots of times even the successes, they, they don't really register. Uh, all you're really focusing on, all you're really seeing is the times that it doesn't work. And, uh, of course, it's only been, I guess, oh, gosh, maybe in the last 15 uh or 20 years that I, I really come to the realization that, you know, that you, that doesn't make you uh, a failure. It doesn't make you a mistake. Uh, I mean, not at those, at those times that it was affecting uh, the things that I was doing, uh, but, but I, uh, these were things that were going on in the, in the background that only really recently you know, that I've been become aware of because uh, I've been looking at my limiting beliefs now for quite some time. And they don't always all just pop up at once or you just, you know, sit there and you remember them because they they go pretty deep. And so as different things happen, you start to become more and more aware of these different things that you believe. Uh, so it's kind of a journey. and um, And so I've just really learn so much about myself and um, and it actually well, right now I think I'm kind of uh, uh, not as sure as, of myself as I as I have been uh, because I've had some um, revelations that uh, were just totally shocking <laughs> to me and um, and so it's just kind of, um, I'm just kind of trying to get used to the whole thing. And uh, But at this, all this time, I have been building a strong foundation uh, in one way and at the same time uh, tearing down beliefs and ideas and things uh, at the same time. 
So, you know, if I had not been doing the building uh, all this time and had a lot of building had been started before, I, I really started having some of these revelations and understanding about the beliefs and different things that probably would uh, have been a lot harder. But the fact that I have been able to, you know, to build a foundation and uh, uh, and uh, so that when <laughs> when the old foundation is coming apart, uh, I have something there, and it just um, but it, it does affect everything. And uh, I know that it's going to really be amazing as soon as I get it all sorted out. Okay, so. You know, that means that you spent an entire lifetime scared of failing. How many, and yeah, I'm sure I, over the, yeah, over the years. Yeah, I think I did, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, I succeeded at a lot of things. I was, you know, I, very good at um, drawing and painting, and and uh, I, I was very good at dancing, uh uh, uh, lots of different types of dancing, ballet, toe, tap. Uh, I was um, very good at, uh, you know, just a lot of things. Uh, flower arranging. Um, there's just, you know, lots of different things. And uh, horseback riding, uh, training horses, uh, working with with, uh, with dogs. I mean, there's just lots of, <laughs> but, but the thing is I think in the back of, of our mind, even though we have those successes, if we really believe, you know, that we're not good enough or that, you know, if you make mistakes, you're a failure, um, you, you, you don't really, you know, dwell on or really recognize all that good stuff. You, you still have a tendency to, you know, to have that fear running in the background. Okay. So... You know, what you're saying is that even though you may be successful at a lot of things, because you've been told you're a failure, you've been told that people who can't do something are, are failures, you're not taking advantage of our natural... We learn what we're good at by trying different things. See, I believed when my children were little, my job was to introduce them to as many different possibilities out there for them to figure out... Two things, what they were good at and what they liked to do. And that, you know, so I introduced them to all kinds of different things. We did have a, a rule if they decided to take lessons or do something, they had to stick with it for a little while. For, you know, depending on whether it was a monthly thing, a weekly thing, depending. But they had to stick with it for a reasonable length of time before they could quit it. And that way they would have a chance to find out if they actually were any good at it. Or if it was something they actually wanted to do. Because, like other people, they were afraid that of failing. See, I personally have a big concern for uh, the millennials today because they have never been allowed to fail in most cases. They don't know what they're good at. They have no idea because they haven't had the opportunity to learn that. You know, if you're good at something, you're fine. Now, I was told I was no good. I was useless. I was a waste of oxygen. And I was told all kinds of other things, but I never had that much of a fear of failure because even though I was told that all the time, I'm curious by nature and I'm always trying different things. 
you know, and I realized at a fairly young age that I could do anything that I really set my mind to. Now, the question wasn't, could I do it? There's, of course, some things I can't do at all. But the things that I could do, it wasn't a question of could I do them. The question was, how well did I do them? How well could I do them? And did I like doing it? If I didn't like it, why would I want to do it? Unless it's something I have to do. And, I mean, you know, uh, I consider housework horrible. I hate it. Don't want to do it. I do only what I need to do. But it isn't because I can't do it. It's because I don't want to. And there's a big difference between the two. I do whatever is necessary and ignore the rest. So, now, that's failure. That's just one thing. Just uh, being afraid to try something new. Now what? You know, you're out here in the world. You're growing up. You don't know what you want to do. You don't know what you truly believe. So if I chose to do something bad and wrong, I don't know about y'all, but I've chosen to do a lot of bad and wrong things in my life. And I just got told we have to go to commercial. So we're going to go do that. And then back I'll talk about choosing to do things you believe are wrong or choosing to do things that you consider bad. And they are different. We'll be back in a few. Horses, mystical, present, past, and future, all in one. Wild, free, domestic, and healing for everyone. Betty Hames knows this and has put her horses to good use with Nature Connect Equine Coaching. Her mission is to help people affected by the loss of hope and trust in their lives and to rediscover the wonders of nature through nature-connected learning so they can rebuild their lives and live peacefully with newfound hope, trust, and joy. Betty Hames is also a certified elite life coach, a Washington State certified counselor, and chemical dependency professional. She is passionate about partnering nature with healing, and through horses, she sees amazing results and transformation in lives that might have otherwise been lost. Call 509-830-9225 and visit her at HamesLifeCoaching.com. Hold your horses. You're in for the ride of your life. Are you stressed? Is your stress driving you crazy? Do you know there are many ways to relieve the stress? The Spirit Within Massage and Hypnosis Clinic does just that. Reduce your stress plus so much more. Established in 1997, the Spirit Within Massage and Hypnosis Clinic offers an approach to wellness for those individuals who choose to either utilize appropriate complementary methods to enhance their current medical care or to those individuals who are on their personal journey toward improved health and wellness through the use of therapeutic bodywork, Reiki energy healing, or hypnosis. The Spirit Within Massage and Hypnosis Clinic is owned by Dr. Judy Dean, a registered nurse and board-certified massage therapist and medical hypnotherapist in LaPorte, Indiana. Visit www.spiritwithinmassage-hypnosis.com to see all services offered by Dr. Judy. For a free personal consultation, please call Dr. Judy Dean at 219-326-1380. The Spirit Within Massage and Hypnosis Clinic, 219-326-1380. Welcome back, folks. Uh, before the break, I was beginning to discuss the fact that when we're talking about our beliefs, now, if I'd fa- tried something and failed, I can, our society considers me a failure. Now, how about what happens when I do something that I believe is wrong, or at least that I've been told is wrong or bad or evil? What happens when I choose to do that anyway? 
And, you know, we do choose to do things that we consider wrong, bad, or evil. If nothing else, I did as a kid just to see exactly what happens when you tried them. But um, so does that make me bad, wrong, and evil if I choose to do something? You know, uh, now, most of our religions out there will say, hell yes, you're horrible, you're bad, you're evil, you're wrong, you're going to go to hell. And, uh, you know, that's, I don't know the purpose of that. I think it's just to terrify, probably to terrify children so they won't try anything that they've been told not to do. But am I truly evil or bad? And I said there's a difference between wrong, bad, and evil. A five-year-old can tell you what evil is. They will tell you that it is when you hurt someone else to get something you want. That's evil. Five-year-olds understand that. Something that's bad, that's cultural. Our society decides what's good and bad and what kind of behavior is acceptable and unacceptable. And it varies from society to society. And what's wrong, again, that's we pretty much classify that. It can be something society has told us is bad. Or it can be something that we know is, you know, causing problems and hurting people and or would hurt people if they were aware of the fact that we were doing it, etc. But we know these. Now, what happens if we choose to try to do these? Now, I don't know about y'all, but there are some things that, you know, I, over the years that I've chosen to do that even though I didn't think they were right and I thought they were wrong, they were too much fun not to do. Now what? What does that make me? Does that make me bad? Does it make me evil? Does that make me any of those things? Or does that make me someone who is curious and trying things and found something I like that someone else has decided is wrong? What I need to do is to look and see whether or not I actually agree with that. What do you think, Dee? Well, I think uh, that you, you know, when you find yourself in a situation like that, I mean, we, we really take a lot of things for granted, uh, and we believe everything pretty much that our parents tell us, uh, and and it's really important to take the time to, to find out, you know, is this really something that is good for me? Is, is it going to hurt me? Is it going to hurt other people? You know, why why do people say that this is wrong? And lots of good people do things that aren't right uh, for a lot of different reasons. And it doesn't really necessarily make, mean that they're a bad person at all. It, it's just, um, I, I believe that we are much better than we believe ourselves to be. Uh, we do a lot of things, uh, sometimes out of coercion, uh, sometimes because we just don't know any better, uh, sometimes because we're curious. Sometimes uh, uh, because, uh, I mean, a lot of people uh, who really do really, really bad things, uh, sometimes it's because their minds, you know, are not working the way, uh, the way they're supposed to. And, you know, when, when, uh, when that happens, uh, you know, they, they do a lot of things that, that aren't right. And there's, they, they are... Uh, sick people and they need help uh, and I think you know whether a person you know is is willing 
to take the help if the help is help is there and you're aware of the help and you are aware that you need help, you know, then uh, you know, then it's a wonderful and there's so much more out there right now uh that is readily available than ever before. So, you know, a lot of us have been uh hurt very badly. Uh, as we were children, and uh, it has caused a lot of problems in our life, uh, but it doesn't mean we have to stay there. Uh, there's just so much there now that that we can turn, you know, those things around. When I was a child, being left-handed was considered bad. <coughs> when I was in school, in grade school, they tied my my left hand to the chair behind me. So I wouldn't write with my left hand. And I'm ambidextrous today because of that. And I don't know if I would have been ambidextrous if they hadn't tried to stop me from being left-handed. But definitely, it forced me to learn to use my right hand. And I can do almost everything with either hand. Now, I was told that was bad when I was a child. Was that a correct belief? Did you think that was a true belief? What do you think, Dee? You think being left-handed was a was an actual sin against God, which is what people thought back then? Dee, you there? Oh yeah, 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 <laughs> uh, yeah. I I have a lot to say about that myself because uh, okay. it was a lot we worse got- for me. Uh, yeah, I was Dee, wait a minute. Um, we got yeah, a thirty-second warning, and I am ambidextrous now. Uh, but uh, I was told the wrath of God would be on me if you know because I was left-handed, and and they did horrible, horrible, horrible things to me because of that. Uh, yeah, but um, it was definitely a, a huge belief, and and yeah, you, know, you you were just there was no hope for you. Yeah, and that was what I was taught. Now, I wonder how many people today actually think that. Does anybody really believe that today? I don't know. I've not heard anyone say it in years. But uh, I've never heard it. I've never heard it either. Uh, never. And, and uh, I was surprised to find out that there are so many people who are left-handed that have made you know such wonderful contributions uh, in the arts and and in all kinds of different things throughout history, and it was really <laughs> quite <laughs> you know quite eye-opening to me, uh, you know, to know that there were so many really talented people who were left-handed, and. Uh, uh, Okay, we need to we need to go to a break, D. So let's stop this right now. Uh, you know, if you want to talk to us, call us eight six six four five one one four five one. You know, text me at seven three two nine nine five three nine six nine. Leave us a uh, some message on the blog on the radio website, and we'll be back in a few. My Dreams, My Challenges, and Joys is an inspiring book by author Linda Genazzo. This real-life account of raising a child with autism from birth to adulthood takes you on a journey of compassion, love, and hope as it tells the incredible story of a devoted family and their beloved daughter. Together, they faced adversity and never stopped believing they would find the help they were seeking. 
A breast cancer survivor, Linda Genazzo has a giving heart. With a background in social work with the mentally ill and the homeless, Linda continues to help families in her community. And her book, My Dreams, My Challenges and Joys, brings greater awareness to autism and those families in need. To purchase your copy, visit www.lindagenazzo.com. It's also available on Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com. Don't delay. Get your copy today. Escape from Hell, A Woman's Story is a passionate book that tells the true story of author Rhonda Knudsen's journey through the darkness and adversity of abuse. The book takes readers on an emotional trail from the depths of despair to the heights of forgiveness and understanding. She was inspired to help others, and her book is a vital tool through this process. Faithful to God and devotional to her beacon of hope, Rhonda Knudsen is a perfect example of finding a guiding light that helped her come through the dark and into the light. Her book can assist you in overcoming your challenges with abuse. The publication of Escape from Hell, A Woman's Story is a triumphant achievement, and it can help you take ownership of your own experience of abuse and come through stronger than before. Rhonda is currently working on two more books, Shadows of Corruption and Coast to Coast on a Piece of Toast. To read more about this inspiring author and purchase her books, visit RhondaKnutson.com or go to www.amazon.com. Welcome back, folks. Now, be, before the break, we were talking about, you know, the fact that many years ago, uh, people truly believed that being left-handed was an affront to God and that you were going to hell. And both Dee and I are today, we are both ambidextrous because, they, like I said, they tied my hand so I couldn't use my left hand when I was a kid. So I would write and do everything with my right hand. Now, I don't know if I would have been ambidextrous had they not stopped me from being left-handed, but you never know. But the point is, was that a valid belief? Does anyone truly believe that the fact that you are inclined to use your left hand means you're going to go to hell because you're evil? Does anybody really believe that? Does that a belief that even anybody even considers making sense today? I hope not. It, and I know that in general it's not. It was common back when I was a child, but it's not today. And our beliefs change, especially the ones that are dictated by our culture and our society. They change. And people have been killing each other over, abusing each other over, and doing all kinds of really evil things to each other simply because they believe something that just wasn't true. You know, things change. So many things change. Just because we don't know it exists and just because we think it's impossible doesn't mean it is. It doesn't mean something is actually impossible. You know, my favorite story about that is, you know, people made fun of the science fiction writers in the 50s and because, you know, the ray guns, there's no way something could be hotter at its point of contact than it was at its source. Everybody knew that, you know, and then some idiot at Bell Labs discovered the laser. And what is the laser? It's a it's a ray of light that is hotter at its point of contact than it is at its source. Something considered impossible prior to that. A thousand years ago, people thought that when these sailors went out on their boats, they were going to sail off the end of the earth. They thought the earth was flat and they'd fall off the end of it. Well, we found out that wasn't true either. And that's been 
thing after thing after thing that we found out wasn't true, beliefs that were held by our society that weren't true. And this is why we need to look at every belief that's been put out there because a lot of them just aren't true and we need to see if a belief that's interfering with our lives is causing us problems whether or not it's true. We're going to find a lot of them aren't true. And even the ones that are true, you know, you have to see, does it make sense in our life today? You know, does it make sense? What do you think, Dave? Oh, I agree totally. And, um, and, and yeah, I, a lot of things that, that we have believed really don't make sense today. And even, you know, even if we did a lot of bad things when we were younger, uh, we're not the same people today that we were then. Uh, or let's say maybe some of us are still uh, caught in uh, different uh, behaviors that, that aren't uh, beneficial. You know, you don't have to stay there either. I mean, we have choices. Uh, and that's that's what's so wonderful, you know, about um, about learning this stuff. Because when we were little, uh, and, and even in the teenage years, our choices there really weren't that many choices that we had. But there are so many choices today, and the tech, uh, the technology, and there's so many things today, uh, and so many things that have been learned since then. Uh, so our choices are so much greater and we can do so many things so much better so we don't have to stay stuck where we are we 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 can we can grow we can become more we can uh we can change our lives yeah that's true and the thing is as these beliefs change um you know it, it doesn't make any they don't make any sense today necessarily uh, although, you know, and then other things that we take for granted today, nobody believed in the past. So our beliefs can be fluid. You know, there are some things that are, like I said, there are some things that are evil. And even a five-year-old knows what they are. And there are some things that are good. And I think we all recognize good when we see it. But uh, the thing is, the rest of this stuff is partly due to our experiences, partly due to the way, to nature and the way things actually work and are, and partly due to other beliefs that we as a group, as a society hold. And they may or may not make sense. They may or may not make sense today because things are changing. I mean, uh, a lot of the things that we, I was told to avoid as a child, I wouldn't need to avoid today because they could cause diseases you know, that we now have vaccinations for and we don't get any more because of the vaccinations. Our children don't need to be as careful as they did then. And a lot of things have changed and there are new dangers on the horizons. And as we have more and more technology and more and more sciences finding different things out, as this is going on, things are changing. And what's happening as a society, we're creating new beliefs all the time. And we need to look at all of these beliefs because they definitely, they don't make a a lot of sense. Now, I personally believe there is a God, but I haven't got a whole lot of use for organized religion. And one of the reasons why is because they adopted beliefs a thousand years ago and they haven't changed them no matter what has happened to prove that those beliefs might not be right. They might be incorrect. 
or in many cases, a lot of them nowadays are totally useless. They make no sense. So one of the things we need to check is to look at any belief that we have. And first of all, does it make sense? Is it possible that it's wrong? And if it is, if it does make sense, how does it fit into our life today? You know, how does it work? Well, how will it work in my life to make my life better? You know, if it is, if it is correct, if it's wrong, then is it 100% wrong or just partially wrong? We need to look at it and again see how does this work into my life to make my life better? Now, we need to go to a commercial, so let's go do that and uh, we'll talk some more when we come back. Um, call us at 866-451-1451. Text me at 732-995-3969. Leave a message on the uh, blog on the radio station website and we'll be back in a few. America is out of control. Today's capitalism and the approach to money is in fact a symptom of a more widespread pattern of excessive behavior. In his book, The Culture of Excess, How America Lost Self-Control and Why We Need to Redefine Success, clinical psychologist Dr. Jay Slosar portrays an America where excess fuels the drive to succeed. Dr. Slosar examines the cultural factors that lead to excess ranging from obesity to fraud to pervasive budget deficits. His book examines the powerful economic and social factors and their impact on our psychological well-being. Dr. Slosar explores the psychological impact of increasing narcissism, perfectionism, self-destruction, and our identity confusion. He offers recommendations for helping Generation Me become Generation We. Those who resist Slosar's message will want to avoid his discussion of regulation and his recent message that at this point, democracy must be more important than today's capitalism. Get his book now online or by visiting thecultureofexcess.com. Attorney Renee Marie Smith is changing the way we sell real estate. She wrote a series of books called My Short Sale Guru Guides for all real estate practitioners. Whether you're a homeowner wanting to understand the process, an agent who has been handling short sales for years, or an industry analyst wanting to know how short sales impact your business, Renee uses her vast real estate experience to take a comprehensive look at the recent market phenomena while relaying it in an easy-to-understand format. Through her company, Smith Title Services, Renee has counseled thousands of short sale participants and processed in excess of a thousand short sales. Her knowledge is transformational for real estate professionals and laymen alike, and her live presentations provide people the opportunity to ask specific questions about their issues. Buy her books and schedule her to speak at your next event. Visit www.smithtitleservices.com or call 305-705-3428 or email her at renee at smithtitleservices.com. Isn't it time to sell your property today? Learn the My Short Sale Guru way. Welcome back, folks. Uh, before the break, we were talking about the fact that we need to look at all of our beliefs. <clears throat> and we need to look at them from the point of view, are they, you know, are these beliefs valid? Are they true? Uh, are they partially true? Or are they totally out in left field somewhere? And once we decide to determine that part, then we need to look at the ones that are valid and see what effect they have on our lives. If it's good, bad, or whatever, what the effect is. And do we want to change that? Do we need to look at it and consider the possibility that maybe we should modify that belief to fit the true circumstances of life and the, to meet the truth of what we actually believe? 
if they're totally wrong, it's no big deal. You got to change the belief, but that's not. That's sometimes a lot easier said than done. If you've been indoctrinated since childhood that something is wrong, or or like in the case of the failure situation that Dee was talking about earlier, uh, if you think about that. You know, no matter how much she tells herself that she's not a failure when she doesn't fail, there's a part of her that still believes that. And it causes her problems, and she needs to be aware of that so that when she starts to do something new and she starts getting, you know, putting it off and, you know, getting procrastinating, and, you know, she needs to look at that and see, am I procrastinating because it's something I really don't want to do? Am I procrastinating because... I'm not sure I'll be very good at it, and I don't want to fail at it. Am I afraid of failing? You know, I need to look at why I'm doing that and then make my decision based on that conclusion. What do you think, Dave? Well, I agree with you totally. And uh, lots of times we fall into these patterns. uh, And... um, and so the more we're aware of the thoughts that are the root of all that, then then we can do something about it. Uh, sometimes it's not always, you know, just because you are consciously aware, trying to, um, to change uh, how we feel and believe on a subconscious level uh, is not always as easy as a person might believe or want to think, uh, but we have a lot of different techniques that we can use today that are out there that make it a lot easier to get to the subconscious and to reprogram. But uh, lots of times, you know, if it's something that's really deep-seated, uh, that's what it takes. And uh, I've learned a lot of different techniques that, you know, have um, not only helped me, but have helped you know, many, 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 many people uh, to overcome those those really deep-seated uh, feelings. Yeah, and, and like I said, it's not always easy to do, but if you do it, you'll find out what you actually believe. And if you find out what you truly believe and live according to those beliefs, you're going to be a happy person. You know, because if, if I'm doing living by my true beliefs, I don't hate myself. I don't look down on myself. Does it mean I never have any feelings of inadequacy? No. Sometimes they pop up. Like Dee said, they can be, there's some of them are so deeply rooted into our subconscious that they pop up and make our life difficult at times. But for the most part, we can eliminate those things, or at least when we're doing something, you know, we'll be aware of the fact that we're doing it. See, for me, when I started this process many years ago, I noticed I screwed up and I did something totally stupid and something that was self-defeating. I I recognized it after the fact. Over time, as I worked on figuring out what my beliefs and whatnot were, I got to the point that I began seeing these things as I was doing them. I was sabotaging myself because of a belief, and I began to see it as I was doing it. And ultimately, which was my ultimate goal, I got so I saw them before I did them. What do you think, Dee? Did have you had any of that experience? Um, I I don't know whether I've been as aware 
uh, as you have. I know lately I have, and uh, I, I'm you know finding uh, techniques to um, to turn it around. Uh, but I think uh, a lot of it, at least things that have been happening, I would say probably in the last oh. Uh, five or six months, um, uh, it's been a little bit more difficult to pinpoint, uh, but as I am, I, I, uh, see, even though I'm a coach, uh, I have a coach, okay, and, uh, and, and so, and most people who, you know, want to continue to be successful, they find somebody who is where they need to be, and then they learn from them. And so I, I do that, too. And so um, they've been teaching me <clears throat> different techniques and things, you know, so that I can be more aware of different things. And when I'm going through something, how to get through it, um, you know, in a better way. So, and, you know, for me, life is a learning, growing process, and I really enjoy learning, and I enjoy growing. And so, um, for me, it, it's, even though it can be really rough sometimes, it is also very rewarding. Okay. Uh one of the things I want to talk about is as I'm working to get the Living Without Lies program turned into an online course that you can subscribe to, uh, one of the things that I'm, I'm doing, that we are going to be offering one-on-one -on -one coaching as well once we get up and running, and hopefully can have that up maybe by the first of the year, by the first of the year, because part of it's due to time, part of it's due to money. And uh, I was just told we need to go to a commercial again. So uh, give us a holler at 866-451-1451. Uh, or you can uh, text me at 732-995-3969. Or you can uh, leave us a comment on the blog on the radio station website under our show. And we'll be back in a few. Global Glory, that's the work of Dr. Marina McLean, COO of Global Glory, whose calling is to serve God. A first-generation British-born Londoner of Jamaican descent, Dr. McLean inherited the hunger for the word from her father, who was a Bible teacher. Growing up, her home was filled with missionaries from the Caribbean islands and America, and she travels the world preaching the gospel. She has a Bachelor of Arts degree in theology and an honorary doctorate of divinity and Christian counseling from Friends International Christian University. Dr. McLean is also a songwriter and recording artist, and her songs are written during summits and conferences in the presence of God. She's recorded three worship albums to date and is in ministry for 28 years alongside her husband, Dr. Rennie McLean, who shares her passion. Visit www.globalglory.org or on Facebook at Global Glory. Call 866-244-5679 and feel the glory. Psychologist, master certified coach, and CEO of the executive and organizational development firm, True North Leadership, 
Dr. Relly Nadler brings his expertise in emotional intelligence to keynotes, consulting, coaching, and training. He is the author of Leader's Playbook and Leading with Emotional Intelligence that lays out tips and tools for effective leadership. Dr. Nadler has designed multi-day executive boot camps for high achievers in Fortune 500 companies and has coached CEOs, presidents, and their staff and developed and delivered innovative leadership programs for such organizations as Anheuser-Busch, BMW, MCI, EDS, DreamWorks Animation, the U.S. Navy, and Vanguard Health Systems. To learn more and get your free iPhone app highlighting his tools with videos, leadership keys, visit www.truenorthleadership.com today. Welcome back, folks. Now, before the uh, the break, I was telling you a little about about the fact that uh, we're putting the course. I'm cr- creating the course for the Living Without Lies program that you'll be able to. Uh, it'll be an online course that you'll be able to uh, subscribe to. We will be offering, <clears throat> excuse me, one-on-one coaching uh, with the course. And, uh, you know, one of the things that uh, change is difficult, we all want a better life. And you can't get, that can't come from outside yourself. You know, as a coach, I can talk to you. I can ask you questions. I can uh, give you a hard time sometimes. Ask Day, I do. Sometimes give her a hard time. Uh, But uh, I can do that, and she can do that to me. But when it comes down to it, it's you that has to look at your beliefs. It's you that has to decide what to do about it. And it's you that has to decide whether what you're, what you, if you think what you're going to do is going to help or not. And no one else can do that for you. And don't let anyone convince you of that. You're the one that has to do that. Because very simply, it's your life, your beliefs. Now, Dee, is there anything you'd like to say to folks before we sign off for tonight? Uh, just that, uh, that, uh, that, like Donna was saying, that coaching is really something that can be very, very uh, valuable, uh, particularly as we find ourselves in different situations, uh, and uh, it can help us. We can be your cheerleader. We can guide you. Uh, but, of course, it is up to you. But we, because of what we've been through, we can, we can really help you in ways that maybe many others can't. And we just hope that uh, what we've been telling you has helped uh, and to, make, to give you ideas so that your life can be better. Yep, that's true. And see, one of the things that I see so much about there is this the judging. You know, I'm not going to judge you for what you've done in the past, nor, you know, what you're doing now. I may tell if I think it's wrong and I don't agree with it, I'll tell you, but I'm not going to judge you for it. And, you know, it's it's up to us to make our lives better. It's up to us to make things better for our families. You know, it's up to us people to make something better for our, our country. And... Um, you know, these things go on here, and it's up to us to do it, because if we don't do it, who will? 
If we don't take our charge of our own lives and our own well-being, who's going to do it? And if we have no responsibilities and everything's done for us, what kind of self-esteem or self-respect can we possibly have for ourselves? Now, uh, you know, I'm hoping that uh, you all are getting something out of this. Please contact us and let us know what some topics you'd like us to talk about. Uh, it would help us tremendously because one of the things we spend time doing is figuring out what we're going to talk about every week. And uh, it would be nice if we have input from some of you and questions. You know, I know these are these are sensitive topics that we talk about, and I know you don't. Most of you don't want to be on the radio talking. You, God forbid, somebody would recognize your voice and know who you are. Um, that's again many of the things that are going on out there. Um, you see, I had the big advantage for, over most people. Every all those really bad things I did were a matter of public record and at the time made the radio, the TV news, the newspaper. They were all matters of public record. They were, they were all matters of public record. So I could try to hide it, but I have no need to hide it, which makes it so much easier for me because I can talk about them. Now, I hope, folks, that you've enjoyed the show tonight. I hope you got something out of it and got some ideas and got to thinking about stuff. And, uh, you know, I hope you have a pleasant evening, a nice week. I hope it's a great weekend. We, we could use a really nice weekend. And, uh, you know, we'll come, and come visit us again, come see us again next Monday. And uh, God bless you all. You've been listening to Living Without Lies with your host, Donna Warren. Contact Donna at D-L-U-H-R-S at Comcast.net or call 732-995-3969 for information about the Living Without Lies Foundation. You are not alone on the path to building a new life. You've been listening to the BBM Global Network. The ideas, views, and opinions of this broadcast are those of the participants of the program and are not necessarily the ideas, views, and opinions of the BBM Global Network Company. Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.